Hi, I'm Mike Jordan-Lasky, and I work for the Jesuits in Washington, D.C. One of my favorite traditions each December is when various dictionaries announce their choice for Word of the Year. Maybe this is because I was an English major in college and will forever be a huge language nerd. Anyway, I find it all very exciting. This year, the Oxford English Dictionary's pick was Toxic. Dictionary.com went with Misinformation. Those are both sadly appropriate for our times, perhaps. But thankfully, Merriam-Webster saved the day and selected one of my all-time favorite words, justice. That word justice has certainly been part of a lot of different American conversations this year. Just think about it. Obstruction of justice, justice department, Supreme Court justices. In a Jesuit context, though, the word justice has an entirely different meaning. I've only been working for the Jesuits for a month or so, and I've heard or read the phrase, a faith that does justice, eight or ten times. I wanted to talk to a Jesuit about what that phrase means. So I called up Father Jeremy Zippel, SJ, a Jesuit priest who is serving at St. Martin de Porres Parish and School in the Central American country of Belize. He gave me lots to think about. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Father Jeremy Zippel, thanks so much for hopping on to take a, a chat today. Um, so could you tell me a little bit about yourself and, and your ministry, what you're up to? Okay, yeah. Well, um, I'm a Jesuit priest from the uh, U.S. Central Southern Province, originally from, grew up in South Mississippi. Uh, but I'm currently assigned to our parish in Belize City in Central America. Um, it's, uh, it's a great parish, a very chaotic parish um, in a pretty chaotic neighborhood. Uh, we have a school of about 700 students and a very active, vibrant, vibrant parish. It's a, um, you know, in some ways a violent and very poor neighborhood, but um, but also a lot of life and and beauty here too. I've only been here for four months, so it's a pretty new assignment. I'm still getting used to it. But uh, if if you hear, uh, you know, um, people shouting seaweed or something like that during this interview, it's because you know there's people always driving by yelling at us for various reasons so anyway that's where i am sure that sounds like a, a unique uh, placement probably in your in your uh, ministry time with the jesuits yeah yeah it very much has i was actually here 14 years ago as a Je jesuit novice and really enjoyed it um and uh so it's good to be back really great people and, and a great ministry Sure. Central America has been in the in the news a lot um, in the past few months, especially as you know, been questions about kind of immigration crisis and, and people again facing uh, some real challenges in a variety of Central American countries. And so against you know that that backdrop that you're kind of a part in, uh, we have this this week Merriam-Webster dropping their word of the year uh, into the pot, which is uh, which is justice for a, a number of different reasons. Uh, they selected that as their word of the year, and you know I've been reflecting a little bit on on what justice means in this context about, you know, how we relate to our neighbors to the South. And, and so I'm just curious for you, kind of in this setting, in, in a place where there might be a lot of injustice or questions about justice, um, how your perspective on what on what justice means has been affected even in your, your short uh, few, few months down there in Belize. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, it has. I've spent time in developing countries before, um, but... I always am kind of shocked, <laughs> I guess. It, it's easy for us Americans, 
America, we, we people in the United States, we do live in a bubble, you know, we do live in a bubble. Um, we, we, we take for granted, um, access to good healthcare. I mean, even lousy healthcare, in, uh, sorry, even lousy healthcare in the United States is still better healthcare than, um, most of the world gets. You know, we, we have one, I, I was just with him the other night. We have one a pediatric surgeon for the entire country. And he told me he hasn't taken a vacation in a year. He's been here a year. He's a Cuban doctor. He hasn't taken a vacation in a year because he knows if he, if he goes more than an hour from Belize City, where the hospital is, a child may very well die. You know, that's the kind of reality um, of this place. And I have to admit, you know, that, that being in the United States, I, I forget that, that there are realities like this in the world. So it's good to be back, good to be reminded of them. And it really puts into perspective, you know, I'm active on Twitter, <laughs> fighting maybe a little bit too much. And we fight about things like, you know, liturgy, um, us Catholics anyway, we fight about things like liturgy and whether it should be in Latin or vernacular, whether you should use a guitar or an organ. Um, you know, uh, a, a lot of the things that we fight about, they just, you know, they seem so inconsequential. Um, when you're, for example, you know, at a parish where we have a parish school of 700 students here, 50% of our students um, have been abused, you know, either, uh, um, you know, in their homes, uh, on the streets, you know, uh, it, it's a place of, um, of a lot of violence, you know, and because of the poverty, you know, poverty begets violence. Um, so... You know, I, I confess, you know, that that this experience of only being down here for four months has been a real check on some of my, I had gotten a bit lazy, I guess, you know, um, and, and gotten a little bit too much in my own U.S. Bub bubble. So it's been very good to be back to be reminded that, you know, in the United States, we have things really, really good. We should spend more time being grateful for that, you know, and trying to help the rest of the world with some of its problems. That's my opinion. Sure. The, the Jesuits uh, use a phrase a lot, uh, which is a, a faith that does justice and kind of all call to have a, a faith that we put into action. Uh, so given, again, your, your context and kind of what you're what you're reflecting on uh, and, and doing in your day to day ministry there, what, what does that phrase mean to you as a, a Jesuit, a faith that does justice? Well, um, you know, the church has a very rich tradition of social justice. Um, that word has become something of a dirty word on the American right. I see it sometimes people, Catholic right saying, you know, social justice is communism or social justice is, is, you know, just code language for progressive causes. But actually um, the, the church has a very rich and very deep tradition of, uh, of, of social teaching. You know, uh, it began back in the late 19th century with uh, Pope Leo XIII and his encyclical Rerum Novarum. Um, he's writing at a time when, of course, you know, it's well, uh, we're, we're in the thick of the Industrial Revolution. Workers are experiencing really harsh, um, harsh, harsh circumstances, being exploited by their employers. He writes in that encyclical, you know, that uh, we recognize the misery and the wretchedness pressing so unjustly on the majority of the working classes. And so in that encyclical, you know, he's, he's saying um, that workers have a right to unionize. They have a respect. Uh, he, he recognizes basically what we call a living wage today. You know, that, 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 that 
people have a right to be able to support themselves and their families, you know? Um, so it, it, it's a tradition that, that is a hundred and some years old at this point. And, and even he is going back to Thomas Aquinas, uh, you know, using a lot of his thought in that encyclical. Um, so the, the church has a very rich tradition of reflecting on what social justice means. Um, and certainly the Jesuits embraced that uh, pretty radically in the second half of the 20th century, just started looking around at places like Central America, for example, where um, there were a, a whole lot of wealth um, being held onto by, by a very few people, a uh, number of people, you know, um, and, um, you know, a whole lot of people living in abject poverty <laughs> while the wealthy kind of did what they wanted. And so the church really had a, 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 an awakening to the fact that, you know, we, we don't just practice charity. We don't just, it's not just a matter of, you know, um, giving food to the poor. We also have an obligation to figure out what structures in society are behind that poverty and do something about fixing it. Um, you know, uh, Pope Paul the sixth famous famously said, if you want peace, you got to work for justice. In other words, you know, if there are people who are, um, hungry, who are without shelter, um, who are without basic, basic human rights. Um, if those injustices are, are in the world, then, then there's not going to be peace, you know? Um, the only way that peace is going to come about is working to um, fix those injustices um, so that people can provide for their families and have a basic uh, quality of life and, and basic human dignity. Sure. And, and as you talked about at the beginning, again, justice is sometimes seen to be a dirty word and or is used in, again, a really wide variety of contexts. And what for us as people of faith, you know, what our faith in, in Jesus Christ, like how does that um, really inform our definition and our understanding of what the word justice means. Yeah. Well, you know, God is just, um, God is fair. That's what that word means, you know, fundamentally. Um, and we should be too, you know, um, God is also merciful and, you know, um, will always forgive our sins and, um, uh, is always compassionate. Um, but God's justice is something that's real too. And we need to take that seriously. Um, particularly, um, you know, when you start looking at, at, um, um, you know, various circumstances and situations in the world where entire classes of people are being repressed, going hungry, um, are not afforded, uh, basic human rights and dignity, um, that, you know, God's justice demands that we do something about that too. Faith is not... Faith is not something that you, you just kind of do um, to make yourself feel better. You know, you don't go to church on a Sunday um, just to, all right, I'm, I'm here, God, you know, and it gives me warm, fuzzy feelings to be worshiping in your presence. No, faith, faith is a verb, you know, and so is justice. You know, it, 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 it demands something of us. Uh, we, we have to, um, you know, there, there's a part of faith that, demands us working a little bit and giving of ourselves, um, sometimes even until it hurts. St. Ignatius Loyola, who's the founder of the Jesuit order, he famously said in the spiritual exercises, love shows itself in deeds more than in words, you know? Um, and I think justice is the same way. I, I mentioned that I get a little aggravated with conservative Catholics who don't like the word social justice. 
But I also get aggravated sometimes with progressives, you know, contemporary American progressives who basically think it's sufficient to get onto Twitter or Facebook and just, you know, uh, virtue signal. Is that what they call it? You know, <laughs> um, like, yeah, you know, I, I'm not racist and uh, I'm uh, and I love poor folks. Well, words are words, man. You know, um, are, are you willing to, you know, do something about uh, poverty in Hon- Honduras in a concrete way or poverty in your own in your own neighborhood? You know, have you ever stepped out of of your you know, cozy neighborhood in Brooklyn or San Francisco or Austin or whatever um, to, to go to a prison or to go, go to homeless shelter and really be around poor people and, 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 and figure out what their struggles are and then do something about it. And maybe you'll be shocked to find things aren't quite the way you had envisioned it in your sort of, uh, you know, online activism. <laughs> so, um, yes, faith, faith, faith. Faith isn't just something that we do in our heads to make us feel better. It does. It does come at a cost, you know. Uh, um, to really, you know, let ourselves be generous, to, to to work for situations that are hard, and not do it in a cheap way. That's just you know yelling on social media about a problem. You know, to do it in a way that that actually might um, bring about some change. Sure. So these these end of the year lists that uh, again the word justice is is part of is this word of the year. Those are always dropped into the season of Advent, and uh, kind of reflecting this season and as we you know approach Christmas, how I think you know justice and our celebration of Christmas go together. You have again God coming to us as this this very vulnerable child saying like if you want to see my face then you can see my face. You know God saying like in the face of a, a child a poor child whose family has to become refugees when they flee into Egypt. Just, I think, so many implications for us this time of year into how we practice our faith, how we work for justice. Do you see those those connections between our Advent and Christmas celebrations and, and the call to work for justice as well? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm always so struck. I just did a, I just did a um, Bible study uh, on the Gospel of Luke at my parish here. And I'm always struck, you know, in Luke's infancy narratives, you know, Luke is the only gospel where we have um, the shepherds, you know, the shepherds are, are the first that the angels announced the, the birth of Jesus to, you know, these, these simple, poor, um, uneducated folks, you know, and they get the message first. Um, or, or you look at Mary herself, you know, the visitation um, and, and God choosing her, that that scene only comes in Luke's gospel. You know, he's chose, choosing this little Anawim, this, uh, you know, uh, working class, poor class woman, uh, young woman, um, to, to to, to, to bring Jesus into the world. She's going to be it. Um, or, um, yeah, you know, no room at the end, you know? So here's, here's this, here's this, um, poor little family from a no, nowhere town of Nazareth, you know, maybe 300 people in that village. Um, and, and they can't find a room at the end. And the inn, (laughs) that word for inn may have been like a caravan camp, you know. Um, They can't even find room for, uh, in in that caravan camp to to, to lay their head, you know, this poor family from Galilee. So um, 
so you see in these stories that we hear at Christmas time, just how God is coming to, you know, these people who are truly on the margins of society, you know, not the wealthy and not the powerful, um, but the people who are struggling, the people who are materially struggling often, um, who are poor and have nothing else. Um, and, and it's them that have the openness to receiving Jesus, you know? Um, so I, I really think as we hear some of these stories um, this time of year um, and, and see just where God placed himself when he came into the world, um, yeah, you know, it's a reminder of where we Christians need to be ourselves. Well, Father Jeremy, that, that's a, a beautiful reflection and uh, hopefully is something uh, for us to carry with us as we move toward a Christmas celebration. Uh, so thank you so much for taking time out of this busy Advent to, to chat uh, and just wish you a uh, Merry Christmas in your community and the, the parish and school uh, community of St. Martin down there in uh, Belize City. And uh, please do uh, send our love from the States uh, to all those folks there. Awesome. Thanks, Mike, and have a Merry Christmas to you too.